So how many of you have heard of the outpouring at Asbury? I'm sure all of you, everyone has heard of the outpouring. Um, I heard of it and I was very encouraged just by the word that it was happening. And I want to just say this. I just, we just did a women's retreat where the Lord was moving, I mean, mightily, which I can share. I'm not going to share a long time about that, but I, we got tired after, you know, starting early in the morning, we would have a long session. The Lord would be moving. We'd be worshiping. People were getting saved, healed, delivered mightily. And then we'd need a break. We'd have to get lunch, (laughs) take a break, pray, Lord, fill us back up, come back for the next session. We needed to go to sleep at night. (laughs) This morning, I'm tired. God worked so mightily. So this morning, I said to, to my friend Jamie, I think it was Jamie, I said, this is a sign, one major sign to me that the Lord indeed did pour out his spirit on Asbury. Because it was night and day, and they didn't leave. When it was time to go to sleep, they stayed up all night, into the morning, into the next day, for almost, like, was it two weeks or three weeks? I thought it was still going on. No, they, I mean, it is within the, word, the, college. the word of, the power of God is still moving. But let me just say that God moves powerfully and mightily, and he did this weekend, so people were... It was, it was incredible. But when I think that, they, that that move of God continued miraculously, you don't work that up in your flesh. People that are like, they're hyping it up, it's a show. You cannot hype that up and just boom, all of a sudden, it, you can't. I'm just saying, it's physically impossible to, to manipulate the hearts of people to be healed. You can't, like, <laughs> manipulate that. Um, so I wanted to go down. Um, I was just hungry. I, I was in a very dry time. I trusted the Lord. I, I wasn't like wavering in my faith in that way, but just dry and almost like a depression and a heaviness that was on me. And I, and I know how to pray through depression and I, I know all that, but it was just like a weight of weariness you know, from, from life and from the world and from working hard for the Lord. And you know how you just get tired. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. And I just wanted to see the Lord moving. I just wanted to see it. And I wanted my son to see it. I'm like, if this is a historic outpouring of revival, I'm going to be there physically at some point. And my son is going to be there, even if he doesn't understand. I just want him to see with his own eyes. And so, um, I'm going to really try to make this super short. I'm watching the clock. Wait, wrong. I can't, that, not that clock, this clock, right? Which one do I watch? Okay. This one work? Okay. So, a couple things. We met for prayer with women over at Rosemont with, and Bar- with Barb in the studio. And we were praying about this and we were talking and it was that um, Thursday, was it Thursday night? And I was like, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go, ladies. And... Um, <laughs> And then at that point, Barb had said, I just saw on social media where there's like roadblocks, like there's police roadblocks and they're not letting people into the town. And so we had been talking about going and then Marcy and I were going to go and then Amy Rogers is going to join us. And then 
everybody was praying and they literally were saying online, like, this is like, there's too many people. Like we don't want more people to come. People were saying that. So there were different voices online and I felt in my spirit, this desire and this hunger to go. And so I was like, I just really feel like I need to go. Is this me being selfish? Is it me being selfish? I mean, it's maybe it's their party that I'm not really invited to their party, but I really want to see this move of God. And, um, but I wasn't even in a crying state there. I was more like in a, like, like I said, like a wet blanket over a fire state. And, um, so my son, this is one of the biggest miracles of all who hates to drive. And if anybody knows Isaac, he's like one of the most incredible athletes but will not play on certain travel teams if they drive very far. <laughs> He's like, um, how far are your tournaments? 30 minutes? No. <laughs> um, that's a tiny exaggeration, but not really. And so when I said to him, we're going to go to, he said, how far is Asbury? And I said, eight hours. And his first response was, why in the world would we drive eight hours for a church service? <laughs> and I said, because Isaac, I would drive eight hours to be in the presence of God poured out. If it was like that, it would be worth it. And so I went in the other room and I'm talking to Marcy and we're talking about through like all the reasons it really is not a a good idea. We're both like, yeah, that's really, it's probably like, what if there's no hotels? Like how, what if the traffic's back? It was, they were saying the traffic's backed up for two miles. So we both like decided we're not going to go. So I went back in. I was like, we're not going to go Isaac. And he said, mom, why are we not going? He's like, we should drive eight hours to be in the presence of God. We got to go. And I was like, okay, we got to go. So then I made the plans and found a hotel and set my alarm, slept through my alarm, woke up and thought like, maybe Isaac won't notice. (laughs) And he came and into my room at seven o'clock and said, mom, we got to get out of here now. And I was like, okay, here we go, buddy. (laughs) And so we threw our stuff in the car and we started driving. And I felt the Holy Spirit from the time we got in the car as we were journeying. And we basically made really good time, but we got there. And when we got to the point where we should be, like where the map shows like the red on the GPS, there was a big sign and police lights and the line was backed up for like a real, like my, a mile at least to this police checkpoint and all the cars with license plates from all over the United States were turning around and going home and every car would get up and then one would go through, but the cars would just turn around and go home, turn around and go home, turn around and of like everybody. And I was like, is this what it feels like to say you're going to repent your whole life and then die and go to hell? (laughs) Like, you know, like you get there, you're almost there, and then you don't make it because you never repented at the last minute. That was my thought. Like, that would be a horrible feeling because I really felt like I was supposed to come. And so I said, I'm not going to turn around. I'm going to pull up and ask that police officer, (laughs) like, is there a church in this area that's holding a service that we can go to? I just wanted somebody to say, like, we could just go sit in the presence of God in a church in Asbury. And we got there, and there literally, like, probably 100 cars turned around, and two went through, or three. And we got, and they didn't even get up to the police officer. This is a lesson. Um, we got up to this woman police officer. Isaac, Isaac says, do you think she has a southern accent? And so we rolled down the window. She says, are you here for the revival? <laughs> I was like, is it closed? She's like, oh, no, honey. 
just that road's closed. You can go down this road. (laughs) But the big sign said, revival at capacity. Go home and watch it online. (laughs) The flashing police sign. But she just let me right through. So as soon as we got there, don't worry, I'm watching the clock. Um, As soon as we got there, um, (laughs) it was a, the atmosphere was peaceful. Isaac said the air feels different here. We walked in. It was, it wasn't like, I mean, there were people with expectation on the lawn. We worshiped the Lord. Um, I didn't feel like overwhelmed. It was almost underwhelming, you know, uh, and it was getting cold. We weren't going to go into the Hughes Auditorium because it was an eight-hour line to get into Hughes. <clears throat> and so, but I was like, Lord, if you want me to minister to somebody here, like there's all these people here. I don't know if there's non-Christians here. If I have to wait in a line to get into another building and pray with somebody, anything, whatever you want me to do, like I'll just do it. I'm just here to, to in expectation. So I'm thinking like I'll wait in line and pray for somebody. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So we were in line. We, Isaac gets cold. So we go over. There's this building across the street with like 10 people in line. Everybody wanted to go into Hughes. And every, we went into Estes Chapel. And we got ushered in to the front of the chapel to sit in the choir loft in front of everybody because Isaac's 15 or 14. You're 14. Isaac's 14. And I, as we walked in, I felt the presence of God so strong. It was like a thick... It was like walking into a thick cloud. And as we walked down the aisle, it was like walking closer to a fire. You know, like you see a bonfire from far away and you go to it, but the closer you get, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And not physically hotter. It wasn't like physical heat and it wasn't hot from all the bodies. It was packed full, but it was a holy reverence. People weren't screaming or yelling or being emotional. Everyone was seated. So it wasn't like hyped up. But as I drew in... And went up into the choir loft. Tears start streaming down my face. And I could just feel the holy presence of God. Almost like in an awe. A sh- I was almost like in shock from it. I really don't have the words for it. Manifestation of the spirit was coming from within and out. Yes. It was, it was like a joining of the spirit in you and the spirit of God outside. There's really... I wasn't there, but yeah, that's what Yeah, he wasn't happened. there, but it, the Holy Spirit was everywhere, definitely. The Holy Spirit was so... There's almost like no... I don't even have adequate words for it. It feels like, really, there's no words in the English language or any language. So as I'm sitting there, the very first thing I remember was they started reading scripture, just very, like, two verses, and they were teens, college students, and young children, read two verses, one verse, they'd say, this is the word of the Lord, and everyone would say, we believe it. As soon as they started reading that, my whole body started, got caught on fire. Like, I just felt like I was gripped, and I probably made a face that people saw. Like, and I thought, I know God's word is holy, but it is so, like, we don't know how holy it is. I just thought, like, oh, my word, we don't know how holy this is. Like, I can't believe it. This word, the word has never come alive like this to me. And it's been alive to me. Everybody knows that. But then they got to the verse, someone read, do everything without complaining or arguing. And when they said the first word, do, the Holy Spirit gripped me and I started to tremble and shake. And it's a non-emotional time. It's very, like everyone's just sitting there saying, this is the word of the Lord, we believe it. Nobody's screaming or yelling, and I'm not expecting this to happen. 
and it burned. It was like a bright yellow. The words do everything without complaining and arguing like burned into my soul. And I started to tremble and shake harder and harder. And I, my, I felt electricity going all through my body. And I, I reached over to touch Isaac and I was like, is he feeling this too? And he just looked at me like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I, th- I thought like, I am a complainer. I complain. This is a sin, but I didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel this condemnation. I felt the holiness of a holy God. And I started thinking about all the times I complain and argue in even little ways. And it like, and the Lord just burnt, kept burning me and like, not in a, not in a hurting way, but like in a warmth and in a power and a fire. And I thought like, I've got to go. I got to go to the altar. Nobody was at the altar. Nobody had made an altar call. I don't even know what they were saying. I don't know. Everything froze in time. And I think they might've been singing by that time. I walked down, got to the altar and had such a powerful, I started weeping to where I couldn't talk. And all I could see was do everything without complaining or arguing. And someone came up to pray for me and she was like, can I pray for you? And I couldn't hardly even look up. I just was like, this I mean nobody could see it because my head was on the altar and she said oh my word the Holy Spirit's all over you I'm not even going to ask you to talk and so she just started praying over me and prophesying over my ministry I didn't say a word to her she didn't know I had a ministry she was like you've been doing ministry for the Lord but God is taking it to the next level now you're not it's not going to build up to it you have arrived you are here it is happening she didn't know if I was weeping because I had lost a loved one or I was a sinner. She didn't know if I was a Christian or not, but the Lord gave her prophetic words for my ministry and for my family and released so much in me. And when I came away, I'm really cutting this down. When I came away from that, that wet blanket was gone and the power of God was on me so strongly that whenever I would start to talk about him, like my insides would burn my stomach would, cut, would feel like my stomach was just hot every time I would tell the story. And um, we were there for five hours, and it felt like maybe two, praying and worshiping. And I just was over there at a conference where two hours definitely felt like two hours. And it might have felt that long because <laughs> I was speaking the, a or lot. Or I was speaking. Or you were speaking. Like, it might have felt like that, but this was a supernatural experience. And then when we came, I'm, I'm literally cutting so much out. So when we came back, and the first time I prayed with a group here, we prayed for church at 9 o'clock. It, we had the same experience. We were like, people were like, that was, was that an hour and 45 minutes? That did not feel like an hour and 45 minutes. And I know that the Lord is still working, and I know that he's not done And I know that his revivals are breaking out all over the United States and the world. And I, the message that I'm bringing you is hope that it wasn't isolated, that God is God, that God is working, that God is powerful. And also the main thing that he has taught me is that he loves us and he's good. And we don't even know how good he is. We don't even know how powerful he is. We don't even know when he's convicting us of sin, we come to him in fear, but there's no fear in love that when our father corrects us, it's not because he hates us and he's ready to throw us away. It's because he wants to refine us and draw us closer to himself. And he wants to burn in us a holy fire so that he can be glorified in us. 
and he wants to burn up all the stubble in our lives. And that's what I felt like was catching on fire was like all the depression, all the disappointment, all the discouragement. And those are the things that God had showed me. Depression, discouragement, depression, discouragement, fear, like hopelessness, go in Jesus' name. Like it was just like gone. And I didn't even have to individually address them because it was a supernatural work of the Lord that God just moved out of me. And so, I mean, over there we experienced people were trembling. Like people were coming up to other people, like in the middle of the service would stand up and like walk and go like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And then somebody would take them by the hand and say like, it's all right. Come on over here. Let's pray. And then we'd find out the person wasn't a believer and the enemy was trying to leave quickly. And then they would get saved and they'd get delivered from the enemy and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they would be joyful and smiling and like hugging people. And like, I'm so glad that, you know, that happened frequently this weekend. We had women just get up and testify and stand up in front of everybody and say, I came to this weekend expecting to be encouraged, but I had no idea my anxiety would leave. I had no, I've never lived with this kind of freedom. Like, and they're like completely flabbergasted. Like I've lived as a Christian my whole life in church and I've been completely bound up in anxiety and I'm free and it's quiet in my head. And now I'm using the tools that God has given me as when anything creeps in to just get rid of it in Jesus name. So, and people, people healed. I mean, the testimonies are incredible and God is, God's moving. So he is, he's good and he's moving and he loves us and you ain't need to see nothing yet. That's basically it.